Back-to-back defeats then in the league for Hitchin Town FC and they lost 3-2 in a friendly away at Ware on Tuesday night. We are up on the scaffolding, bringing you commentary for that one. Not too many Hitchin fans there as you'd expect. So we've got everything you need to know about that game in terms of the lineup, the tactics. And we're going to hear from Mark Burke too, who spoke to us exclusively after the game. Then we're getting stuck into the January transfer window. All of the big moves in the Premier League and Scotland as well. But we're going to start with Needham Market and a move to Brentford. Uh, then we've got Canaries Worldwide. We're going to be talking to Jez Davies, former Hitchintown women manager and Norwich fan. He's going to give us his thoughts on Norwich's season so far. And then some FA Cup fourth-round predictions. A massive weekend for some non-league sides in the competition. Kidderminster Harriers and Kane Smith's Ballroom Wood. Marak, how are you? Hello, Freddie. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. All bright and chirpy now. That's yeah. a lo- lovely couple of days, although it is a bit moody today. Uh, so I'm loving it. I love spring. I mm. love the sort of coming of the summer and that and... Uh, yeah, so I'm good, I'm as happy good as photography I'm. at the moment. Uh, I haven't managed to get out with a camera at the moment. Although I did, I did take a walk down by the side of the hears and that, and just sort of doing a little bit of bird spotting and seeing if I could find anything. But I haven't been out um, well for a year really with the camera, so it's yeah. a bit shame on me. Um, but we do have a trip planned up to the Seven Valley Railway, which is a great steam um, railway just sort of at the foot of Birmingham, where all the games are that we don't get to. <laughs> well, maybe we could combine it. You never know. We've yeah. still got a couple going up there. We're hoping to uh, to get to Stratford in a couple of weeks' time. Yep. Of course, not quite up there, but uh-huh. decent surroundings up there too. I mean, you'll have to give it a go doing you know doing the Peter Ells taking photos of a game, of course. You I know, wouldn't do that, though. There's a, there's a photographer's etiquette yeah. that goes on. I mean, he's a, he's a photographer there. If he couldn't make it one day mm. or something and we weren't Could doing be anything, i more than happy it? to yeah. go up there. But uh, I haven't done that kind of photography. It's very different. I mean, yeah. Bird photography is all about waiting for your moment mm. and, and taking your time, And uh, whereas Peter's got to be on on the top of yeah. your game to get that. We are, we are lucky to have him, actually. Oh, he's, he, he's very he good, actually. Super snaps he really is good. Shame he wasn't there on Tuesday as well. Um, we did put the pictures up, though, of us on the scaffolding <laughs> up where. And first time we've had a commentary position like that, wasn't it? And looking yeah. back on it, that's almost where you'd go to film a game, you know, when yeah. you'd have that big camera up there. But we were up there. They had to bring up another chair on there. And it worked out in the end. Very dark. Hard to see my notes. Um, yeah, it was a bit... You did well to clip the, clip the mics on, and you had the iPad on your lap. I had all the notes on my lap, but a good bit of space actually in and around us. It was like a little area up there, and a great view of the pitch. Well, at the end of the day, you, you, it was you know it looked very daunting, and um, and uh, when when we were up there, we like say it's perfect view of the game, and you mm. can see everything rather than sort of being squashed in the corner where Pipe Man ended over <laughs> in Pigeon Corner, as we uh, yes. so warm heartedly named it. You need to clean that. If there's anyone yeah. aware listening, yeah, the media scrum, come man. down, you you got to clean that up if you. Can, yeah, but, pretty um, much. Yeah, great, great location, great ground. And, and mate, listen, yeah. God bless the, the contraption. Mm. If we didn't have the contraption in the bag, we would have been screwed, really. It is incredible, isn't it? And uh, it, it keeps on the gift that keeps on giving, and they got 12 yeah. out of 20 on the chip review uh, yeah, as well. So I'll be adding that man. to the league table, and we'll be getting those results out yeah. uh, rather soon. On the pitch, though, a 3 2 defeat uh, for Hitchin in the friendly. It was a a changed team. The likes of Kieran yeah, Jones, yeah. Uh, Callum Stead, Matt Maloney, Alex Brown, uh, all given a rest. So a 3-2 friendly defeat for Hitchin. Uh, Mark Burke wasn't too fast with the scoreline, though. We spoke to him uh, post-match on Tuesday. Mark, um, a 3-2 friendly defeat. Plenty of players on show. Who impressed you out there for Hitchin? Uh, a lot of them did, actually. I thought Rio de Silva was, was excellent um, in that uh, number 10 role. Um... He's one for me that stood out the most. Mm-hmm. Um, this exercise really was 
to get Webby, Lou Barker, minutes back from injury. Have a little look at Johnny Alotti, Dan Papina, Josh, sorry, Josh Papina. And then the, the, the lads that have been on the bench, Delson, Jordan, Kai, Rio. Um, give them minutes, you know what I mean? And that's what they, they got 90 minutes. Um, and I was, you know, I, was, I was pleased, you know, two young goalkeepers have come in, done okay for us mm. as well, you know. So um, overall, I think it's been a well worth exercise, and um, it's, it's not about the result. Mm. It'd be nice to to get a win, but um, at the end of the day, we've got out of it what we wanted to get in the first place. The De Silva's almost hitting the headlines there. There was, a, there was some altercations kind of during the match and at the end. I mean. Can you? I mean, it's not a big deal, is it, at the end of the day? But what was going on out there? I'm not sure. I've got to speak. I'll speak to Rio after as I find out. Listen, Rio's one of the most nicest yep. fellas about. He's so placid. He never gets rolled up. So, whatever's happened, it must have been something a bit naughty. But I'll have a chat with him um, mm. after. He's okay now. That's what happens sometimes. It's just um, handbags, handbags. Yeah. And his brother obviously had a good game back over here from Croatia. A stellar career so far. Was it just getting fitness into his legs? Is he a player we're going to? See? Again, well, listen, you know, he's, he's come in, he's, he's trained for a couple of times, and he, he, you know, he, he's, he's without a club at the moment, he's looking mm. for a club. If he hasn't got a club, he can't play football. So, yeah. tonight was a perfect night for him to get 90 minutes under his belt. He'll keep training with us while he's, he's looking for a club, and you know, you never know if, if, if uh, <laughs> things don't work out, yeah. you, you, you might get a little surprise. But, yeah, you know, at the moment, it's a long way off that. Um, we'll see, uh, we'll just get him in training he's a quality player to have around and it's good for the group mm. uh, a few players in different positions as well we saw Gleeson play the first half you know at centre back is that something you might look into in the future well that, that to be fair that's another thing a little bit of experimenting going on so yeah it was an opportunity for me to have a look at, uh, at Gleeson as a sort of sweeper old fashioned sweeper role I thought he done really well yeah. there actually I thought he looked really good looked really really good there um, like I say really pleased with uh, Webby Getting through 45 minutes, we only penciled in for 15 to 20 minutes, mm. so to get those extra minutes was, was even better. You got Stan Giorgio who's just out, outstanding again, so we look really yeah. solid with the with the three boys there. Yeah, unfortunately we conceded the goal right at the end of the half. I think we deserved to be one 0 up at, at half time. But as I say, it, it wasn't about the result. It was about getting the minutes in the legs. It was getting the the match play, uh, having a little look at some some of the youngsters, and I think they all acquitted themselves very well. Uh, yep. Marit, we'll bring you in. Anything from you? Well, no, I was just, I was impressed. Uh, the, the lad's name skipped me at the moment, the academy lad. The, no, Johnny Lottie. Lottie. Yeah, Johnny Lottie. Lottie. Yeah, yeah, He looks yeah. very good when he yeah, came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, a great, great little turn and a yeah. shot off, which, you know, would be nice if he got in. Yeah, I've got, I've got high hopes for him. He's, he's, he's come in impressed and uh, he was on the bench on Saturday and he'll be in the squad um, this week as well. Brilliant. Um, Biggles are currently 4 0 down to Banbury. Of course, we've got them at home in the next home game. They've. Just part of company next home game, I think. They've just part of company of Chris Nunn. I know you know Nunny well. Have you got any kind of message for him and, and the Biggles Wade fans? Because obviously it's a big move, really, for him to depart. And with them coming up in a few weeks, relegation rivals. Yeah, I mean, listen, big, you know, when you ever mention Biggles Wade Town, you think of Chris Nunn. You know, yeah. he, he's, he's done an excellent job there. You know, they had so many years um, in, in our, at our level, and he, he's always a tough, tough team to play against. You know, I've always got him well with Nunny. Uh, shame to see him go. Mm. Um, I'm sure he'll, he'll be back at some point. You, know, you can't keep a good man down. So um, I wish him well in his uh, temporary retirement because I'm sure that's all it is. Unless he is going up to the horses full time, I don't know, <laughs> maybe. But uh, yeah, I'll miss him really. You know, mm. he's always, we always had good banter when uh, we played against Biggles Wade. 
Um, he might even come. You never know. He might he might come and watch the game just as a as a fan. But uh, as you say, that that's going to be a, a big six pointer. Mm. That one. So uh, one for us to uh, prepare for. But that's that's not till the end of February. So no, uh, we've, was, got, was, we've got that week off, haven't we? After the well, Colville we game, ho- we were hoping to get Redditch in on the fourteenth. I have to find out from mm. Chris what's happening with that. Yeah. Hopefully, we could get them Monday the fourteenth. Um, at home, uh, read it. So, if not, then then mm. yeah, like you say, biggest way it is. Yeah, yeah. And, and Colville and Stratford away. Team haven't necessarily travelled that well this season. How do you plan to turn that around? No, I mean, listen, it's important we come away with something. Um, I'm disappointed that we lost on Saturday. I'm, I, I've sort of in my in my in our little calculations, it's you, you win your home games and hopefully get a draw away, and it averages two points a game, and that definitely gets through. Uh, gets out of relegation. Obviously, we we didn't get the three on Saturday, so might have to make it up on 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 uh, the game against Colville. We're, as you say, yeah. second in the table, going to be very very tough. Um, probably have to settle. If we can settle for a point, I'll take a point. Um, start the unbeaten run again. Mm. And, you know, we we had before, um, and, and move forward uh, onto the Stratford after that. Perfect. Well, thank you, Mark, for your time, and we'll help you get down off the scaffolding now. See you soon. <laughs> it's nice up here. Well, he did do well uh, to get up and down off the scaffolding, actually. It was a bit of an effort after a, a long 90 minutes. Um, I know on commentary you weren't too happy with the result. Have you changed your opinion yeah. on that, having heard Mark's views just there? Well, no, like you said, it was all about putting uh, you know <laughs> uh, minutes into the legs and stuff like that. But still, you, you, you don't want to lose. I don't mm. want to lose. I don't like losing, <coughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Even if it's a friendly or anything yeah. like that, I'm very sort of demanding kind of guy. And I... Oh, your yeah, Scrabble games sure with Martin Burke. I mean, yeah, yeah look, look at I that. know that. <laughs> <laughs> and so does he, eh, Martin? Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, it's about putting minutes into there, having mm. a look at the a couple of trialists and his and his little diamond that he slipped in there as well. Um, and so you yeah, know, it's just gone and it's out the way. But um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it's yeah. putting it's putting minutes into legs. We totally get it. We totally get it. I wasn't that annoyed or angry. It's just more sort of frustration that we we go and score, we pull it level, and then like two seconds mm. later, the, you we, know, the we three were, two up. It's yeah, mate. we were very dominant, weren't we? Lewis Barker deflected effort. Yep. Just the third minute, and at that point, yep. it looked like it could be a really long evening for Ware. Yes. And they just managed to keep hitching at bay. You know, Georgie had to clear on the line. Mark Burke, full of praise for him there. Yeah, great. Um, another good performance by him and. We just allow where to go into the game. Stroke of half time. I mean, how many corners did they had? No. I mean, a miracle they only scored one of them. But a nice back post finished by Jay Lavelle uh, on debut after signing from uh, Colney Heath, um, and that made for a difficult second half. Well, it did, and they grew into the game, didn't they? And mm. if you're going to give a team like that who have been banging them in for laughs um, time to get into the game and play its way into, I know it was a practice time out, minutes and legs etc but if you're still going to give them the time and the opportunities mm. to come back into the game a side like where are going to do it yeah second advantage. highest scorers in step four um, yeah. well in the Southern League Division 1 Central the league uh, below of course um, goals for Lewis Barker and Kenoshi um, with Barker Hitchin look a much better side and Gleeson yeah. and, and Dan Webb um, in that back mm. three with, with Stan Giorgio I mean Gleeson did well wasn't necessarily challenged though in the first half. No, not really. Um, I, I don't think it's his position. No. But if he can cover there, then uh, then hallelujah. You know, he's he's a great guy. He knows football. He's been in the game for years. Uh, he could probably play up front. You know, <laughs> um, he might actually. Yeah. There you go. Berg. I mean, got, if you have him and Barker in the midfield as well, that's a. There's sure. going to be some tackles flying in. Oh um, yeah. One's got to calm the other, and we did see Barker. He was getting stuck in, wasn't he? The 
was in Rio de Silva as well. As That's we touched the shocker, on. isn't it? It's yeah. like, you know, Rio de Silva. What did they Calmest, say to him? nicest man, you know, always smiling, always very relaxed. And Yeah, I don't know what they said to de Silva, but somebody said something that was very upsetting. And it know. flared up a few times it in the did. game as well. We, we had our eyes on them at the full-time whistle as well, and sure. they went straight back over, well, and there was a delay as well after full-time. It was ding-ding round two, wasn't it? Yeah. it you know, they, they were back at each other's throats. Very so like, strange. You know, like Berkey said, he's a very humble guy and it takes a lot to rouse him I don't know what was said out there and uh, we probably will never know but um, yeah it was good to see him he was passionate and and very good in the game and um, like I say a few misplaced passes which I'm sure he'll be a bit gutted about and and, and in a couple of instances I did see him try to beat that sixth man you yeah. know and it's just like come on Rio you've done five of them pass the ball mate um <laughs> You know, so, but apart from that, he was his work rate was phenomenal, and, and he, he he looked very threatening going forward. Nice to see him back in form. Uh, second half, um, we'll, we'll mention Delson Ackham as well. Actually, before yeah. we come to that, our man of the match, and I've got to say, rightly yeah. so, because without you know, without bigging ourselves up, what sure. a performance from him. Yeah, no, he was superb, wasn't he? I, <laughs> really, I, it, it's but it's in that kind of position where we've you know when Greeny's back, you know what I mean? It's, you've got another <laughs> another quality right back, you know, and it's just like wow, how lucky that. are we? Yeah. And and Calder Silva, you know, former yeah. Chelsea, Luton, and Leicester academy man, recently playing out in Croatia as we touched on with Markham. At the moment, a hitching player. Yeah, well, at the moment, yeah. I don't know if he can play next week. It'll mm. be very handy against Colville. You'll need somebody. Well, if, if Alex Brown's injured as well, it's a, it's yeah. a result if you can get him in. And Absolutely. he looked good. Yeah, he did. No, that's, um, I mean, full full respect to Alex as well. Um, mm. It's nice to have... Um, it's nice to have quality on the pitch yeah. because, like I say, one of them, like I said to you on the on the on the uh, commentary, one of them can play a forward role. I've got no qualms about pushing Alex further forward, even up into a sort of left attacking player. And, He's got and a Col- cross Cole looked like the sort of player who could easily come in, playing midfield as well. You know, sure. he had that kind of game about him. He had, you know, both two two good feet. Yeah. Um, and look, they moved the ball around really nicely. They're very composed. Um, hard to believe they're twins, actually. It, yeah, you know it what was. I, mean? I don't know if Wikipedia was wrong, but it was very hard to see that, wasn't it? Yeah. I know they've got a clothing brand together, Silver Lining. Okay. Um, that, so, obviously, very close. Um, and it looked like, you know, Rio fed off his twins' performance as well, and that maybe helped him out. Yeah, it could um, have helped. But there was definitely chemistry between the two yeah, of them because they were playing between each other. It's, yeah. In, in the second half, though, do you think without Jake Hutchinson, you know, you had Malachi Black going for. Rio da Silva, Johnny Alotti, Jordan Kenoshi was all a bit similar. It was all quick, skillful players who wanted to run in behind. You didn't have that Steve Corley, that Jake Hutchinson that that you maybe needed. Well, yeah, we do as as the way that we play, the style of football that we play. We need that hold-up guy and then the charge of the light brigade um, comes flying in. Yeah, and and like you say, we had three front runners and, and... they were all looking to outshine each other. I mean, Kenoshi, the off- amount of times he was offside, I mean, look up, mate. Yeah. That, Come on. Yeah. And maybe a sign of an inexperienced player. Yeah. Um, but, it, yeah, it was regular. And he hasn't played much. Um, and you've got to take your chances, haven't you? Because Stetsky yeah. and Hutch are not going anywhere for the time being. No, not, not that's right. Yeah. Not, not at the moment. They're not. Uh, and, yeah, it's a blessing, I think. Because um, still yet to see uh, Hutch put in a good performance. You He's know not here I mean? for much longer as well. I mean, no. it depends how... 
Unless they if we can keep extending him. this yeah. loan and or just you know not letting not letting him go, <laughs> holding on to him. But do you think someone's going to be thinking? You know, I've got to step into these shoes at some point. Unless we bring someone in, so yeah. somebody has to step up and you know yeah. be that man to replace Hutchinson. Well, there's certainly a pair of wellies that are going to be left behind in a, uh, and and somebody's going to have to get in, get into it. And, and like you say, you know, it's. Um, is it that Cawley kind of guy that's going to, you know, hold up play or, or Hutch in, like Hutch does, you know, but Hutch has also got a turn of foot and he can yeah. attack as well. That's the good thing about him. Um, I think it's going to be tricky to fill those boots, really, to be fair to you. I don't think we've got that kind of a player in the squad at the moment. But that, like I say, that little uh, academy player looked good, but he's nowhere near mm. Hutch's form. Yeah, know? Johnny Olotti. Yeah, he did certainly someone to be excited about anyway. Yeah, I think so. Nice to see... You know, that academy game at top field against Arsenal in the 17s, Damon Lafrope taking the, taking the right notes, obviously people watching on. And, you know, he said we'll be feeding back to Mark Burke and Burke, he's listened and he's giving these players a chance to seem really happy with what he saw. Yeah, it's great to see Mark Burke. I mean, I know Mark Burke's a man of the youth anyway, so mm. it's good to see him giving these guys a chance. And and he's, you know, in some instances, he's been rewarded for it. Look yeah. at Kai Teal, you know, superb George player. now as George well. George he mentioned stepping in. Um, Josh Popola as well. He also okay. played in that Pro Direct game mm. as well. I think he, he got a run out too, um, yeah. maybe in the midfield. Um, let's talk some transfer window news. I mean, it, right. it was a lot of deadline days. I say to myself, don't go, don't get excited. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> this one, I mean, putting my neutral shoes on, forgetting about yeah, yeah. Arsenal yeah, and forget Arsenal. maybe some of the mistakes that Arsenal have made. It was a, it was a lot going on on that deadline day. Um, but yeah. we're going to start actually with a fellow Southern League side, Needham Market. They've lost Hans and Pongo. Uh, 18-year-old forward to Brentford's B team, uh, who joined the Bs after a trial period. Uh, so w- it wasn't just Ericsson who no. <laughs> made the move to, to Brentford, Hans and Pongo as well. And what, what a story, if that pans out. Well, we'll see how that one develops, won't we? I mean, Brentford are no mugs with um, with hiring players. Their mm. academy's superb. They've produced three of the strikers in the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, this B team is... You know, that's all. I think that's what they have instead of the academy. Actually, yeah. I think they might even have got rid of it. Mm. Um, but obviously, with Tony and people like that, they've picked up some players and they've yeah. got this successful B team. And obviously, a trial period. There, how it all came about, I've got no idea. It's probably some kind no of program, idea. but. That's the sort of thing other players will look at and think, you never know. You well, know, it's a great opportunity. It could have been word of mouth. It could have been a scout turn up. We know ourselves yeah. when we're commentating on hitching games. You sort of look, you know, you're there watching the game and you go, Geezer's got a QPR jacket yeah. on. So, you know, he's, he's a got scout. The jack- they don't hide themselves very well. Like, or, no. or they're sitting next to the media box of a notepad with every player on there. And yeah. think, I wonder yeah, what you're doing what you're here. Doing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but maybe that was it. Um, yeah, I, had a look, it I had a look at his um, stats this season. He didn't actually play. Uh, he didn't even start in Needham 6 and win over Hitchin earlier this season. Um, didn't feature in the recent 3-1 win for Needham against the Canaries. I presume he was at Brentford B as part of his trial period. Um, we'll be joined in one way or another by Christian Eriksen. How fantastic is that to see him? And what, that first game when he's back out on the football pitch, hopefully in front of a packed community stadium it's going to be brilliant Lionheart there yeah. you go that's the word for, for Christian Eriksen what a man you see anyhow I hit the deck like that he went down absolutely horizontally mm. right he like somebody had electrocuted him to come back after that and come in to a league like the Premier League 
in a side like Brentford, you're going to see a lot of action in that midfield. Sorry, mm. you, you're not going to be like hanging around playing Nintendo. It's on not the five side walking football, no, is it? No, it's not. So you're coming right back in, right into the midst of the turmoil of it. I mean, full faith to the to the medical yeah. people that, that sorted out his 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 heart yeah. It's incredible, isn't it? What a world are we living in? But uh, yeah, good luck to Cristiano. I always liked him, even when he was at, uh, yeah. at the and, other and side. And what a season he had at Inter Milan as well, winning Super. the league there, winning the Scudetto under uh, Antonio Conte. Um, of course, we know what happened in the Euros, but Denmark going on to the semi-finals, um, and yeah, we know he's got a wonderful left foot. We know he's a great free kick taker too. Great, um, he, and all he, that experience yeah, as well. And if he can just get back to full fitness, get back to the Ericsson we knew before, he may, you know we may not see what he had. Yeah, um, it's going to be hard because just trusting himself, knowing that he'll be able to give it 100%, but he's been training with Ajax's B team, yeah. uh, been around a few clubs, and obviously the doctors have given him the go-ahead, and that's that's as far as you I can go. I think something about Holland is you're not allowed to play after having the operation that he's had, or something mm. like that. You're not allowed to play professional, but of course in England you, you're totally fine, so... Uh, he jumped on an easy jet and landed yeah. at Brentford. And the Danish connection as well, Thomas yeah. Frank, he's attracted a few a few players in there. Um, yeah, we look forward to seeing him there. I know yes, at, at Brentford have got Spurs in a few weeks as well. I'm sure yeah, that'll, that'll be a special a nice occasion one, as well. Conte um, in there as well. Yeah, it's just a feel-good story, actually. <laughs> sure. And I think there's not been much of that in football, especially over the last couple of weeks. And no. it's nice to see. Yes, exactly. Um, Everton. Getting rid of Rafa Benitez only seemed like a matter of time, almost from the moment he walked through the door, the former Liverpool man, um, replacing him with Frank Lampard. Did you see that one coming? Um, no, but I'm glad in a way that it has, because Everton are just so... I mean, they with respect, Everton, don't get on to me, Toffees, right? But you're boring, man. You play boring football. It's just fall asleep. The the funniest thing you've done is buy give us 40 mil for a Wobi or something. <laughs> it? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> something ridiculous. Anyway, but uh, yeah, no, it's just you're falling apart, and it's, it, it's not good for your club. You're looking like relegation potentials yeah. at the moment. Incredible. I think getting Frank Lampard in is an absolute... Absolute blinding idea. Mm. He's going to play attacking football. He's going to wake him up a bit. Like I've, I thought they should have given it to Drunken Duncan <laughs> myself because um, he, he gets them going. You still know, and part that's of what the they coaching need. staff. He's yeah. been on the coaching staff for something like seven different managers there now. Um, and Ashley Cole, of course, yeah. Lampard's former Chelsea teammate. Someone made a joke that their coaching staff's better than the first team at the moment. <laughs> so those training games going to be, you know, yeah. managers against players. They're going to be good fun, but they brought in Van der Beek on loan from Man United. Delhi Alley, a fee that can rise to 40 million. I mean, that could be a good sign, and it could yeah. be a nightmare. If Lampard t- takes him under his wing and says, "This look, look at some YouTube clips of how I played. This yep. is what I want you to do." Mm. We could see the Deli Alley of 2016, you know, 2017 when he's playing for England because yeah. there was a real talent there at one point. And if Lampard can get a tune out of him, he could be really useful. Yeah, and I don't know what's happened to Deli Alley. I've seen him do absolutely mind-bending things. That that um, that pass that he did on the on the sideline where it was definitely going out, and yeah. he, he did it like you know, you know, you almost had to some yoga position <laughs> to get it, and it was a perfect pass as well. That's that's quality. You know, he's hit some he's hit some shots. He scored some goals. Yeah. And the pass on the man, but th- then he's just like I don't know. He just nodded off. He just couldn't be bothered. He might as well have had his hands in his pockets, you know, walking around the pitch. Uh, a bit of Mourinho phobia, I guess, has rubbed off on him there. And uh, yeah, like you say, if Frank Lampard can um, 
can stir him back up again, then they've got a great sign in. Yeah, there. because you look at that, Van der Beek, you've still got yeah. Alan and Decore in the midfield, so one of, you know, Van der Beek might end up having to miss out, or one of Alan and Decore, I'm a fan of Decore, yeah. Richarlison going forward, yeah. you know, Calvert-Lewin, you start to see, if we can get them playing, then they will be rising back up the table. Um, but sure. Tottenham, like Arsenal, a lot of clearing out to do. Loans for La Celso and Dombele and Brian Hill. Um, two of those goes to Spain and Dombele back to uh, Lyon where he had all of his success. He was a really good player there. It's not worked out for him. His attitude no. has been pretty appalling in recent games. Yeah. Um, but they brought in Kulisevsky and Bentancourt from Juventus, two yep. players that I presume Antonio Conte worked with. And yeah. as an Arsenal fan, you look over there and you think, that's some decent business. It's good business, you know. I wish they'd have just sort of done some. Uh, it, it, is it very rushed or is it calculated to the last minute? Mm. Um, you know, they've got two good signings, them, and they're two good players. You know, um, and and all the fidgeting and fussing around that, that Arsenal had done. We'll get <laughs> on to that afterwards, right? Um, but but with uh, no, you're with welcome. To, you're welcome to go there now because it is a, oh, yeah, a really? worthwhile comparison. Um, Aubameyang going out to Barcelona. He didn't look like he had a future at Arsenal. You've got the wages off the books, and I think now you've got to move on. That's my view. Oh, absolutely Um, agree. And there's been a lot of clearing out as well, spring cleaning, if you want to put it that way. Wonderful. And all these wages off your books. We've just not brought anyone in. Good. Good? Happy? Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, I am happy, actually, because they, they, they crack on about, oh, we're going to get Vlahovic and all this and that and the other great side. If we can get Vlahovic, beautiful signing. It would have been a perfect January transfer window. What I don't want to do is, is end up with Danny Ings or something. That's no disrespect to Danny Ings. He's probably better yeah. than what we've got at the moment. Um, but what I don't want to do is waste money in the January transfer and then what happens then when we come to the summertime when everybody's coming to the end of their contracts and, we're to, mm-hmm. and the big fish are swimming around, yeah. we ain't got no money left. And in a year's time, on, yeah. on you know mm. Benteke. And in a year's time, you talk about the de- you know the decluttering. You've got to Great. do the same again because you've yeah, brought these exactly. players in. Your your Cedric Suarez is you know yeah. all of that. Um, it's just a question. You know, I I look at that and I do think after a good good first half of the season, I do think that could be a top four. You know, I saw there. Chambers coming. I saw that one. Chambers is <coughs> going to be going. You know what I mean? Um, but I didn't. I can't work out Saliba. That's still got me a little bit yeah. baffled. I mean, you know? it, I've heard today that his his um, that Arsenal's priority is a new contract for him. So I presume we're going to be seeing some more of him next season. I think right. Holding's not been great this season. Um, I can only think off the pitch issues, to be quite honest, with Saliba. I, I really can. I think we'll probably never find out, but... It's just one of those. You've got to presume that something's happened behind the scenes. Um, Another former Arsenal man, though, Rangers. They were thrashed by Celtic last night, weren't they? 3-0 there by half-time. services have been resumed. Um, Yeah, (laughs) Celtic were fantastic. Um, But Rangers brought in Aaron Ramsey on loan. I mean, I know I said it the other day. I think maybe on commentary, I'd have had him at Arsenal quite happily on loan from Juventus. Um, And that could be massive for Rangers this season. You know, they're falling behind in the title charge after the old firm defeat that's a great signing their fans very excited well this is where we disagree Freddie because uh, <laughs> maybe he maybe yeah Rangers and with respect to Scottish football I think it's a uh, championship level um 
Aaron Ramsey could not. Uh, for me, I don't want Aaron Ramsey back in Arsenal. He's he's, he's as has been good yeah. player. Might have a good game every now he's and again. Not played Wages at all, has he? Good. No, right. So I I think if that would have been a bad gen- January window for me, if we'd have pulled somebody like Aaron Ramsey, and I'm glad we got nobody, and I'm glad we got rid of quite a few. I could have named a couple more, uh, starting with Jagger, of course. Yes, uh, <laughs> I would have liked a midfielder. I would have liked would have. Know, someone. That means he's going to play now, doesn't it? Jagger? Yeah. So and, and until he gets sent off. <laughs> at least yeah well there you go um, brilliant a good player on his day um, yes, Barcelona yeah. though uh, bringing in Adama Traore on loan and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang you, you, yeah. what eight years ago Messi, Suarez, Neymar uh, now Adama Traore Martin Brathwaite so two ex-Middlesbrough players Martin <laughs> Depay Luke de Jong a former Sevilla man and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang how on earth have we got to this stage well I don't know maybe uh, they've uh, they must have spent all the money on Messi and now yeah. they've got you know what I mean Messi's rung, rung them dry they ain't well, got any Coutinho money Coutinho and Dembele I think have, have effectively bankrupted them those two signings but that is, weird times at Barcelona eh Mate, I, I don't know what's going on I mean that looks like to be fair like you said it looks like the front front row at Middlesbrough or something yeah. doesn't it I mean with with the exception one of Brit Asomba, one Brit a somber longer away and they're <laughs> They're in <laughs> yeah. David Nugent or someone like that, and oh, he only mate. recreated that Middlesbrough team. But Adama Traore just needs to add goals to his game, and you yeah. feel there's a real player there. It's a general feeling. Maybe he'll yeah. benefit from you know a, a change of climate. Yeah, maybe, maybe he just needs it a little bit hotter for him to hotten up. But mm. uh, yeah, I mean, he does uh, he does all the hard work and then fluffs the easy stuff, doesn't he? And he's I've I've sat and watched him and thought this geezer's good. Oh no, he's done. It. He's he's one of them old no players, isn't he? You know. Yeah, he is. Um, so, uh, should we touch on Newcastle at the end? Um, yeah, bring in Bruno not? Guimaraes from uh, Lyon for forty million. Right um, under Arsenal's nose. Really is, and that's money talks at the end of the day. Um, Dan yeah, Byrne, Matt Target coming in, joining Chris Wood and Kieran Trippier. We mentioned in an earlier podcast. Yeah. Byrne and Target, two very good signings, and they they should walk straight into that team. Well, I mean, he's he's uh, he's definitely building defensively, isn't he? Um, I mean, really, because the worst sign in there is the striker, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get excited paying £25 million for him, sorry. I, and, and Chris Wood, you know, Kiwi and a great guy. I love Kiwis. Um, and, <laughs> and he can score goals, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't get excited as a Newcastle fan that we've got Chris <coughs> Wood. Well, there we go. A big January tr- uh, deadline day. Um, yeah. There are plenty other going on, but that was all we could fit in because we now got Canaries Worldwide. Uh, and as I promised earlier on in the show, we're going to hear from former Hitchintown woman manager uh, Jez Davies with his thoughts about Norwich's predicament this season. He sent me a few voice notes about the Canaries in some great detail. Let's hear what he had to say. Hi, Freddie. Hope you're well. Uh, sorry it's taken a few weeks to get back to you. Um, it's just been manic with work. Um, you wanted me to uh, send you a voice note about about Norwich this season. Um, well, a bit of a disastrous start, really. We had um, we had quite a tough opening four games: um, Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Leicester. Um, and that was off the back of a pretty dire pre-season, obviously with COVID and uh, a few injuries affecting things. Um, we had uh, a lot of new signings in the summer, and um, uh, I think some of the fa- some of the fans at Norwich struggled to get to grips with that and struggled to 
um, struggled to see that as a reason. So it struggled to see why we were uh, why we were struggling, and um, you know there was a few murmurings because uh, our last Premier League season wasn't great either. Um, you know, obviously with COVID and everything, our season kind of petered out. I don't think we really prepared for um, the restart. And I think a lot of clubs really did benefit from having been able to have five substitutions, uh, whereas Norwich with the squad that we had back then wasn't able to cope with it had a really good season last season in the championship uh, Fark kind of rebuilt his um, uh, rebuilt his uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, reputation with, with the fan base um, and uh, got, a, got a new contract in the summer I think it's like a four year contract and within Within the space of two months of signing that contract, he'd gone, and uh, you know he's there for four and a half years. We really, really um, had a good four years with Fark, four or five years. Um, the, the way that he left the club is a damn sight better than what he found it in. We had some aging players. We had some uh, a real, a real, uh, a real difficult squad and they got rid of a lot of Deadwood brought in some young hungry players and uh, I, I think now with the squad is unrecognisable um, a lot of players got a bad reputation um, the ones that we signed this summer even got a bad rep in the summer um, and you know the start of the season and, yeah, I think you, you got some really young players like the likes of Christos Solis um, Josh Sargent Adam Eder who came through our youth system Angus Gunning almost uh, as well you know with Premier League experience with Southampton he got a bad rep and all of these players because of the struggles that we had at the start of the season were just being absolutely scrutinised and sometimes fairly from our fan base but actually when you look at the the fact we had no pre-season the fact that we had a really difficult start the fact we lost our manager you've got to cut them some slack in my opinion and so in a nutshell you know the season if I've spoken to you actually when we'd had the initial conversation well that's Jess Davis there his thoughts on Norwich and optimism actually uh, which is quite rare yeah, yeah yeah no I mean yeah fair, good luck to Norwich you know what I mean I, I do I wish him all the best so there we go. Uh, that was Jez Davis, former Hitchentown woman manager, with his thoughts on their season so far. A bit more Canaries worldwide than mm. very little to talk about. It is, of course, the international break. Uh, Brazil beat Paraguay 4-0. Brazil already qualified for Qatar. Uh, the World Cup um, beaten in their group as well. Earlier today, Neman Grodno won away at Isluk uh, Minsk. Uh, and on the weekend, Las Palmas drew 0-0 with Real Sociedad, uh, their B team. And Jess Kabili lost to CS Constantine. Yeah, no uh, Japanese bringing stuff. Bringing an end to their good run. Yeah, all over. Um, let's talk about FA Cup and then fourth round coming up this weekend. Oh, no yeah. Arsenal to worry about, <laughs> so we can actually have quite a peaceful weekend until yeah. Arsenal women kick off at Saturday lunchtime. Um, but Manchester United get it underway tomorrow night, taking on Middlesbrough. They've had a bit yeah. of a difficult season. They brought on Balogun alone from uh, Arsenal. Ain't played How do you yet. think this one's going to get? No, he got an assist the other day, actually. Oh, did he yeah, come on as a sub? Came on as a sub. Okay, yeah, well, I watched the game to the first half and didn't see him. Ah, oh, there uh, you go. Hey, there you go. that'll teach me. Yeah. Um, Man United win. 
Fancy, yeah. It yeah. looks at Old Trafford as well. That yeah, should yeah, be pretty yeah. comprehensive. Yeah. Um, one massive one. Saturday, Kidderminster Harriers of the National League North. That's one league above Hitchin. Yeah. Taking on West Ham United after they Amazing. beat Reading in the previous round. I mean, to put Kidderminster's run into context, they had to, um, they would take into a replay by Ware, who beat Hitchin on Tuesday right. night. That's how far they've had to come to get to this stage. Beat Reading. Uh, we'll face West Ham at home. Could be one of the greatest upsets. It could be one of the world's greatest upsets, but it would have to rain like it did on the day Noah built the ark um, <laughs> for something really strange to happen there. Yeah, and they can't look far, further than a West Ham win. Although I would love to see Kidderminster hold them for a draw and go back to West Ham. Oh, that would be good. That would be. Um, I, I can't remember if it's replay still or, or oh, penalties, no, penalties. But it? you'd fancy that, you know. Well, penalties, anyone, it's anyone's game, happen. isn't it? Yes, it can. It's In front a of that packed stadium. <coughs> uh, an all-Premier League flash, this is a massive game. I don't yeah, know if we could see Ericsson's debut, uh, but Everton against Brentford, of course, yeah. two clubs we touched on. Um, in our segment about the January transfer window at Goodison Park, new manager coming in. Is that a nice start? You know, um, FA Cup? Well, Brentford are on a... Uh, they're, they're starting to fall off the pace now a little bit, aren't they? They had a great cracking start to the season, but they just sort of progressively got worse and worse, uh, as have Everton. So, I mean, it it is the game of the of the FA Cup, if you ask me, uh, this, this round, anyway. Um, but uh, I can't call it, to be yeah. honest with you. Draw. Draw, and yeah. then extra time penalties I think you're going to give it to Everton on penalties yeah give it to Everton on penalties maybe not because Lossell's not a bad goalkeeper actually I'll give it to Brentford so we can have a little we'll Mm -hmm. watch that one then we'll stick that one on it's (laughs) City against Fulham as well top of the Premier League against top of the Championship Fulham smacking them into the back of the net City of course haven't played very often recently we've had this Premier League winter break Fulham on good form yeah City just don't, they don't seem to get beaten play, in it? these competitions, do they? They always seem to get all the way through into the semis and they can change their squads around. Oh, they're going to play a B team, aren't they? I mean, I don't think you're going to see the likes of everybody out there, you know, your Sterlings and, and all that out there. So, um, you know, all, all the while they're doing that, if you're Fulham, you've got to fancy it, haven't you? You have to. You've got to back yourself there on. Great form, and then one local one, Cambridge yeah. United against Luton Town. That'll Martin be sold out, I, you'd imagine. We, well, we, we're trying to get tickets, actually, to go down and watch it. Yeah, well, um, you should. I've got a feeling it might be sold out. It's not a big ground down there, actually, no, at not. London Road. and That could be a cracker. Cambridge beating Newcastle in the previous yeah. round. Luton uh, one away at Swansea in midweek. How do you see that one going? Well, as yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great tight game. It's on a tight little pitch, like you said. It is pretty pokey down there. Um, I've got to give it a Luton. I can't see past Luton on that one. Um, mm. Certainly not. But of course, there is there is um, there's always a possibility of an upset. Uh, another All Premier League tie: Tottenham <coughs> against Brighton. So yeah. Tottenham with those two new signings coming in. Brighton and losing Brighton with a few of their own. Yeah, made a couple, didn't they? Um, yeah. But a fairly quiet one for them. And yeah. you look like you'll be fancying Tottenham, I oh, think, yeah. in that one to go through. Yeah, all day. Brighton, not really a cup team, are they? One of those that will focus on the league pretty much every season. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, how about this? AFC Bournemouth for the Championship against Kane Smith's 
Boreham Wood. Are you yeah. going to back him? Absolutely. Are you going to back him? Absolutely, Come on, Boreham I'm going to back Boreham Wood. Yeah, I mean, AFC Bournemouth have cost me money, right? <laughs> <laughs> they did the other week, bless them. No, but that's, um, they're, they're gullible, AFC Bournemouth. I mean, I know they're doing all right, yeah. but uh, they are gullible at home. And and, uh, and, and Boreham Wood can, yeah. can go there and stoke up the fire. You know, they've got a nice little attack. They've got a good little squad down yeah. there, man. Experience as well. You know, yeah. players who played at the top level, Niall Ranger, I think one of them and right. people who've been all over the place a young manager in Luke Garrard he's just mm-hmm. incredible the job he's doing there yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the youngest in the top five divisions um, really, yeah. and doing he certainly was when he was appointed um, wow. so even younger obviously, obviously back there he's been there many years um, beating Wimbledon you know they almost after that win there were no massive celebrations it was like right who have we got next? next you know we, we'll take them on yeah. they look confident and all the best to Kane everyone at Hitchin is behind you. We'll all yeah, be yeah. watching in on that Saturday night, uh, Sunday night. I think it's on ITV. Yeah. Uh, f- uh, 6.30 kick-off, prime time. Yeah, quality. Come, Come on, Borenwood. Yeah, yeah, we love it. <laughs> we even stayed it in stereo. Yeah, great to see, of course, beat Michael Johnson, St Albans on the way through. Uh, and finally, who is going to win the FA Cup this year? And you can't say Borenwood. <laughs> no, I can't say Borenwood. I'd love to. Luton, I guess, would be the next one. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see City win it. I don't want to see United win it. I don't want to see... Tottenham win it uh, in that order really um, I don't know we're going to get a con- surprise contender we're going to get a Leicester again or well maybe Arsenal? I think I think the dark horse is definitely West Ham yeah West Ham if they can <clears throat> come through against Kidderminster that's one of those games you've just got to get through haven't you in one way or another and that's yeah. that's their aim, but yeah, good squad, good cup team. We'll have to see how they go under Dark horse. Uh, David Moyes. And Marek, uh, as always, thank you for your time today. Good long podcast. And you, Freddie. As ever, you've got a bit of editing to do, I think. Yes, uh, I have. We've got to cut one or there two we go. things No out. commentary for a while. Keep an eye on the Hitchintown website for news of fixtures being rescheduled. Talk to Mark Burke, of course, about that Redditch game. We won't be at Colville on Saturday, but we will be at Stratford in a couple of weeks' time. Look after yourselves and enjoy the football. Come on, Borehamwood.